Doctor Who Dalek Prologue It begins, as it often does, with a boy standing on a hill. It's a little hill, but he's only a little boy. For the top of it, you can see the entire world stretched out before him. Lush rolling fields of thick trunk trees, deep lakes, and no, no, it's not a big hill. And the very biggest the boy can imagine, it shoots up higher and higher. How high can it possibly go? A pink the boy feels if he's scratching the sky. He's not sure how he feels about that. Maybe he begins to feel just a bit f- afraid. No one wants the boy to be afraid. Not just yet. So, boy stands on a medium-sized, perfectly unfrightening hill. He is happy. He can see miles of rolling fields. Yes, the thick trunk trees, and there's something missing. What is it? Boy suddenly realizes there are no people. There's no one anywhere. Not in any direction, no matter how hard he looks. He is entirely alone. Boy wonders whether this should bother him. Then decides it doesn't. No one, not even his parents, not even, but it's fine, it's good. Boy then wonders why he can't remember his parents, whether he even has parents. Should this bother him too? He's not sure. You put it aside for a while. He'll work that one out later. A piece of it, the utter unbroken tranquility. And all about around him, fields, rolling, trees, thick, lakes, deep. Yes, up above too, a rich blue cloudless sky. Just look at it. Doesn't it make your head spin? Why, it could go on forever. A revel, revels in it. A freedom. More than that, it is an isolation. And from deep within a thought, suddenly occurs to him. Enjoy this while you can. Because very soon the others will come. So many others, you have no idea. Be so many, you'll block out the sky. you block your view of fields, trees and lakes. If you fill in every bit of space. You'll never, ever, ever be on your own again. The monsters are coming. Boy pushes these thoughts away. He tucks into Poddy's mind, still worrying why he can't recall whether he had parents or not. What his own name is. He's actually, is he actually in pain? Isn't there some terrible pain he's fusing to acknowledge? The cry is vast and empty, broken only by a kite. And then the boy realises the delighted surprise. It is, it is his kite. He's the one holding the string. It doesn't seem to be any wind. Not so as much as a hint of breeze that could disturb the calm of the scene. The kite die, darts about the sky. Anyway, dipping this way and that. If it's an unsubstantiated child, as if, if, if an oversighted, oversighted child I couldn't keep still, as the kite was just a little child, this boy was a big grown-up looking after him. It makes the little boy laugh. Its wings are fragile. Only the little boy can protect it. He will protect it. It is his mission. The monsters are coming. They're getting closer. Once they're here, you'll never be alone again. boy likes to pull the kite in his hands. He's not, as he's got under control, He's the one giving orders to the monsters. Behind a cloud, he doesn't even realise. There is air, the sun breaks through. It's warm, it's beautiful. It fills the world. Boy stretches out his hand towards it. He doesn't want, he wants to touch it. Cut is loose. He loses the kite. The boy doesn't care. Draining high to reach the sun. On his tippy toes now, the boy with his long arms, 
little fingers itching for that warmth. A joy, a pure joy. This boy has this nothing boy but a name or family or future, bearing to break, basking in the sunlight, the green of the grass, and the brown of the trees, the blue of the sky, all the colours and all the smells, and so many ideas. He had so many ideas of things he wants to do and say and feel. The months to say, these ideas are not for you. His arm is too heavy. He drops hard to his side. Now his whole body's too heavy. He can't move. The world's suddenly too heavy. He watches helpless as the kite crashes to the ground. Too fast, too hard. Those fragile wings shatter on impact. The boy manages to say one word. No. Doesn't sound like the voice of a boy. He's already harsh and grating. So old and so tired. Even the sky is too heavy. You can feel the vast weight of it. It bears down upon him. As it contorts and tapers an enormous finger. It presses down hard as it crushes him deep in the hill. But he's no longer there. The hill is no longer there. There's only the mighty murdering sky. The sky is no longer there. It's gone. It's gone. The world has been snatched away. It's gone forever. The monsters are here. Never forgot what you cannot be. And never forget what you truly are. One, the creature that was in constant pain, but had stopped caring years ago, dimly remembered caring. Sometimes it would struggle to call what it was like to care. It felt good, hadn't it? The memory is too weak to grasp on to. It was one of those things fallen away, was lost, like so many other things, power, pride, point. Creature's not afraid to die. Nor, not if it's dying, was part of its mission. The problem was exactly that. Was it sh- couldn't be sure. So they didn't believe entirely that death was its sole purpose. Now the realisation washed over like cool relief. Then a doubt would get in. What if instead its purpose was to stay alive? Was that possible? It's surely possible. What if it survived? Really, was now its only function. So then survive, live on, no matter how hard the suffering. And so that's how it existed all these years. Caught between the not quite living and not quite, not yet dying, keeping its options open, waiting for new information that would help determine which was better, the agony of torture, no worse than the agony of decision. You wonder, it has a wonder, it hasn't driven a creature mad, but it wasn't mad, not yet, not quite. Human is here again, one with a drill. Some days a creature hates a human, that feels right. It's good to have hatred for the enemy. A hatred makes his nerves come alive, where it's usually easy to hide within the numb. Besides, the creature knows that the man is just fulfilling his purpose, purpose to make the creature's life inendable. And though the man is failing, because the creature is enduring it, it's having a purpose, it's still something the creature can respect. Better the human with a drill than other humans, ones who came in to clear away the blood stains on the floor. There is, look at it, better him than a man who, co- who like, comes to inspect and plead for it to talk to beg. Creature hates a man in particular, cannot help it, no matter what the effort of such hating sets his nerves on fire. Human jewel is here again. Creature knows that pain is about to decrease tenfold. Nothing can do about it. Envy is torture a little, not for his ability. 
not for the ability to inflict pain, but it sets about its task so thoroughly. It's true the creature envies its ability to inflict pain as well, to be able to cause suffering again. That would be good. The scream even takes even the creature by surprise. Been so many years since it been made a sound that the creature was no longer even sure it could. Again, no one to wonder where its speaking parts was attributed. It wondered whether, if it was ever required to speak again, it would quite remember how to do it. It hadn't spoken before speaking. Is that what humans wanted it to do? It hadn't made it so much a sound while they were tortured. It, because they gave the creature some small sense of satisfaction, and now it screamed and screamed, it shrill and loud and old so anguish. Humans have penetrated another section of the casing. It's cutting into real flesh. It's agony, of course. But that is nothing new. Creature didn't know why this latest trusty in particular causes it to cry out to break the silence of decades. Maybe it isn't even a creature's choice. Maybe a man is cut into one of the defence mechanisms. Maybe a scream is purely for involuntary action. Oh, it feels good to scream. It feels good to cry out out of the world in just the cruelty of it and try to shatter them from its voice. The creature sees a human is recalling is too loud for him. He dropped the drill, clamping his he- hands. Desperately over his ears. Good. Creature's inflicting pain on him this time. Good. And scream is like a sharp spike. Drives upwards through the roof of the sail. Drives through half a mile of concrete. Until it reaches the surface of the desert above. And then it just keeps driving up the disgusting planet. And has trapped him up to the other outer reaches of space. Up to find out whether anyone in the universe can care. The creature knows, and now it has it was broken. There will never be silence again. There will, could be strength. There, there could be a strength to that too. You know, it will make that a strength. Stop screaming. The echoes ring around the walls as the human the drill stumbles his feet. He's hurting. He's smiling too. Good boy, says the creature. He sounds almost affectionate. He sounds proud. That's a start. Now let's see what else you can do. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.